0: Hi, welcome back to Chris Dyer's Creative Friends. It's super awesome podcast, YouTube, super duper show where me, your artist friend, Chris Dyer, talks to all his super awesome, interesting, creative friends. Today, I have my friend joining me here in Denver that some people know as Illuminati Congo. He's a musician and general mystic man with many interesting points of views about several things gonna be a really great conversation how are you doing john i'm pretty chill brother how are you i'm doing amazing thank you so much for flying all the way here to be part of my uh, nft launch party tomorrow night yeah thank you for for having
1: me and, and making sure uh dope cultural events like this happen
0: yeah thanks no doubt uh how was your flight here i was cool it was cool it was uh it was
1: early it was uh meditative and uh you know i just stayed in a in a meditative state sort of crunched up between two people you, mm-hmm. know what
0: I'm you had that middle seat the middle seat oh the...
1: damn that's not my favorite no but i don't think anybody loves it i've never seen no no one say man give me that give me that middle seat."
0: because <laughs> you don't get the window and you don't get that aisle All right um you were telling me that you got your tactics for spiritual protection in an airport yeah yeah when
1: you know, airports are full of psychic pollution. It's one of the uh, things that is, is most responsible for uh, people's, people's sickness uh, is uh, psychic pollution. And airports uh, are full of them and, and airplanes. And so I, I do a lot of things. Uh, one, I use uh, like tensor rings and a lot of minerals when I'm uh, going through those machines. Uh, Shungite and things of that sort. I just keep it on me like this. I'll I just put this big copper right on my head mm-hmm. and go through the machine like this, you know.
0: Even though you're not supposed to have metal through that machine, yeah, eh? they be saying that, but
1: I just be, you know, it's a religious item. You mm-hmm. tell them, you let them know, you know, religious freedom is one of your main ways that you can secure your freedoms, and if you just stand on that, you're gonna be good. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants that religious lawsuit,
0: that right. religious
1: freedom lawsuit coming on
0: mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, happy you're here, that you yeah. grounded with some herb. Yeah. We went out for a delicious breakfast. Some ital is vital. Yeah. Um, I really like how we, we met uh, back in 2016. Do you remember? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was in, uh, you were painting a mural on Chicago Avenue in Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and uh under I, a bridge yeah yeah i remember you was gonna be in town uh and i was like man let me see if he's over there painting if he's really over here and then you were he was there so i brought a little vinyls mm-hmm. some uh some music for you and just kicked it and watched the uh creation for a minute
0: yeah that was awesome like i was like oh so cool somebody's showing up to say what up and they're bringing me vinyl which i love <laughs> and uh Ever since I've been uh, you know, tapped into your music and become your fan and always interested in the way you express yourself and the way you see the world. So for this offering, for this NFT uh, that I'm launching, uh, the Galactic Gang, uh, we're gang having gang. this launch party. And I thought like, hey, he's the perfect brother to like be the headliner and share his spiritual magic with this community that's looking for more of that vibration. Well, so, yeah, yeah, thank you once again. It
1: means a lot to me, you know, because I, I do, uh, I esteem the NFT space uh, as having a lot of potential to prosper artists and their communities. And, uh, and for the, the potentials are uh, almost infinite when it comes to the space. It's as, as creative as you can get and uh to see you know i've i've been scooping nfts different uh projects uh some of them that that aren't that great art you know it's just okay art uh so when i saw yours coming out uh i definitely was like yo i had to scoop because i I missed that last one i missed that last one
0: the sheila one probably Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah Well, thank you for the support, man. Yeah, for Um, sure. Let's start with um, a question that some people might have is always perhaps about your name. The word Illuminati uh, has negative connotations as this system that perhaps is behind the shadows trying to control planet Earth right now. and you've chosen to have it in the name that you present yourself as a musician. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it.
1: Well, the fear is one of the uh, worst things that people could, could uh, feed, uh, uh, you know, chronically. And the idea of Illuminati or some other powers that be that are in control, Uh, causes a lot of people fear it causes them uh, to feel lethargic apathetic like they already are defeated Uh, there's nothing they can do about anything and I don't really subscribe to that I subscribe to the fact that we are the powers that be the same creative power that anyone had to create whatever reality that you are participating in, you have that same creative ability. That means you, me, everyone, I and I, we all illuminators. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wanted to reclaim illumination, that word for, uh, for its rightful place. And then I've always had really thick locks. Even before these, uh, I only had five locks. Uh, you know, I cut them off because they was really heavy, like tearing my head in different directions. <laughs> but then I let these grow, but they still super thick than a mug. So people would be like, Nati, yo Nati, Nati Congo, yo Nati co-. So in Rasta, Nati Congo is uh, just another, it's another way to say a Rasta man especially a roster with you know bigger congo or bongo locks so people would call me that mm-hmm. uh, congo dread or congo so when i see nati congo nati congo nati congo it just went together mm-hmm. and and what could what would be better than a roster world order you know what i'm saying than, mm. a, than a natural, italivity world order. We ain't talking about a doctrine. We ain't talking about a doctrine. We talking about Rastafari. I, you know, the actual one heart, one love, you know. That world order, that's, that's what we're actually moving to. Mm-hmm. So, so that's sort of what, where, where it come from. And then I, I'm a, I deal with etymology. So illuminadis in the yogic tradition, they say we have nadis. They say chakras too. Well, attached to the chakras are the nervous system called nadis. They're the subtle nervous system. The chakras are the subtle endocrine system. So the nadis are in yoga, you illuminate them in order to become light body, rainbow body. Ability to walk through walls, disappear and phase in and out of the scene spectrum. Uh, and through illuminating the, the 72,000 nadis or other traditions, say there's 144,000, 72,000 on this side, 72,000 on that side. But Really, there's only main, three main that you need to focus on, and that's left nadi, right nadi and the middle pillar, nadi. Mm-hmm. And you illuminate those and then all the other ones. Get the benefit.
0: Nice, that's awesome. I like how you took something that was positive that it got appropriated and turned negative and you're taking it back to heal it again. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, there's many symbols like that. Uh, say yesterday, somebody on, on Insta was hitting me up being like, yo, why do you put that swastika? on that Ganesha painting. And I'm like, well, that started as a positive thing and it's still a positive spiritual mm-hmm. good luck symbol for millions of people around the world. And mm-hmm. yes, you know, uh, you know, half a century ago or whatever, it got corrupted and mm-hmm. turned into a negative connotation, but we can take it back and still use it for its original purpose.
1: Definitely, in all symbols, uh, they really, the thing that gives them their meaning is, is us a symbol without a mind to interpret it will have no meaning so we're the ones bringing the meaning to the symbol and we can transform and transmute all symbols to serve us uh if we'd like you don't have to you can let mm-hmm. them you know fight you you can let symbols be against you if you if you want that
0: mhm totally <laughs> well it's Good you take good options in yourself and I'm sure you've fit uh might have met some uh resistance to the name up point it seems like you're you're comfortable with triggering people sometimes and getting them out of their comfort zone, but it's part of your magic
1: yeah it's not necessarily that i I'm not necessarily wanting to do that so a lot of people might think that like man he he wants to he's trying to trigger people to think it's not I'm just a triggering type of person. Like I think of, the way I think about things can be really like just piss people off. And I'm not trying to piss them off, but it is entertaining. I can't lie. It it is very hilarious to me to see that a just a thought form of another person can get another person so riled up. Like mm-hmm. It's just a thought. Go think your own thoughts somewhere else. It's like we don't have to compete about my thought against your thought, but people want to do that. They they get it mad. It's like, yo, thoughts ain't that serious, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's why I love the trickster archetype of, of all these indigenous cultures like Legba, Loki, Krishna, Shiva, because they teach me about the trick the trickster nature of the mind i mm-hmm. i really believe that's what the whole thing was about The all the tricksters are about the trick the tricky nature of the mind and cosmos how it's going to play this game with you as long as you don't know but then if you know it's playing the game that's when the game gets fun it, <clears throat> you'll still get played by the trickster but you can also play the trickster too mm-hmm. it, it's, Sometimes
0: it's, a good way to break people out of their chains and boxes is because then they gotta observe why something uh, disturbs them or not. For sure. So um, let's talk a little bit about your, your music career uh, or path. How long have you been rapping? Uh, you know, you've done plenty of albums as far as I observed. Uh, how long has this path been for you? Uh, rapping-
1: really has happened since I was fashioned in the mother's womb. <laughs> uh, I was about to go into a rap. That's too soon. No. <laughs> no, uh, I love it. No, but ever since I could talk, uh, really, I've been rapping. And I, and I affirm this for myself. You know, my, my newest uh, shorty, he's uh, f- level four right now. But when he was two, he was putting rhyming words together in into forms of songs. And for the longest, that's what I would always tell people. But then I started to, am I just making up this story? I started wondering, am I just making, or do I really, was I doing this? Because I do remember. But then when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, he's rap, He raps right now. Mm-hmm. Little dude raps right now. He been rapping. And so... But my first uh, rap to an audience was in grammar school at a Black History Assembly concert. Uh, I wrote a rap, I had a little keyboard, and um, you know, they make beats, it had a little scratch thing on it. No. It was just a little, you know, a little Casio type thing, but it had a uh-huh. sick. Uh huh, sick. So I met, wrote a little song to that, went to school kicked that uh for the assembly everybody loved it and uh after that you know I started thinking of myself oh I'm hip hop I'm, hip-hop. I'm hip-hop. that was like in 91
0: uh-huh. uh and is this is in Chicago yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: I right, right right down the street from Cabrini Green so you if you was in Cabrini Green where uh Candy the movie took place that that scary movie uh I went to school right down the street from there, but the funny thing is, the neighborhood that I was in is like, was the the deluxe neighborhood, and then just you cross North Avenue, and the other side it's like, oh snap,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, it got rough over there. But we, it was cool. We all got bused from all over the city into this one school, and we're were able to have a very diverse experience mm. that that was one of the uh I'm not a fan of public schools at all like okay. yesterday my daughter she's in her uh senior year of high school and the school was locked down because of a sc- school two guns were found on the school and um. the like it was almost you know seeming like it was about to be a school shooting thing on the news um, wow. and I don't like how <clears throat> those things wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for trauma in the school system if if the school systems weren't set up the way they are and so i'm I'm not a big fan of the public school system
0: what would you prefer
1: uh, unlearning, uh, rewilding? being in nature uh, and and allowing us to learn math through what we're interacting with in nature, learn science through what we're interacting with in nature, learn how to communicate through what we're interacting with in nature, uh, and less institutionalize, more uh, cater to the gifts that the children have to offer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> but all that being said, I still was able to extract great value out of my public school. And we can do that with anything, wherever we are at in life, public school, corporate job, uh, <clears throat> the worst case scenario, you can still love what you do In in that. You can love how you operate and love let love be your operation in that uh whatever place you're at Mm. and if the and if it is it's it's gonna make things better
0: Mm -hmm. beautiful so that was your first uh, coming out doing music in public school and when you finish school did you consciously say like, okay, I'm gonna do this as a career path, or, or how do you go? No,
1: nah, I never. The, I mean, there were little points in school where we had little groups, and, uh, you know, there was some buzz going on here and there where it seemed like, oh man, maybe we could, uh, actually do this, but it was never a, a major thought. Like it was a prof- gonna be anything professional. Uh, other than, you know, just a passing little fantasy here and there. Uh, you know, I had other other things, like more so I, I played football when I was little. Like I was running back and I was I was cold. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's more of what I saw I was going to be doing. And then, you know, a lot of transitions happened in the high school time and just figuring out how to move. You know, the roster took root. And I started thinking uh like, you know, the best things that we can do for uh, for to help improve life is really to uh, to to look into like sustainable energy, uh renewable energy, electricity. so I, I went into that route. I started learning a lot of. Science and engineering got a bunch of certificates and stuff in high school i mean in in college and then and then I went the law route and got a bunch of paralegal got criminal justice uh and international law stuff and that that was a lot of my uh college uh, career in the paralegal uh just learning on ways that I could build uh help build society because I was inspired by Haile Selassie just seeing what Rastafari how how he was always building the king of Ethiopia he was just always working to build ceaselessly for the people I was very inspired by that so I was looking for like tangible practical ways that I would be able to to help in, in situations
0: mm mm-hmm. and uh
1: yeah, I I ran into some, some resistance, too, uh, in those paths.
0: When did you uh, move into making music as your main focus?
1: Uh, well, I was always doing music during those times, uh, here and there. But what had happened, a lot of the music I recorded when I was little, I never got it. Like, it was left at people's house, they never sent it to me, and... So like at least thirty songs. I never received that was like, those were my songs, my babies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that made me really sad. Like I was almost like, man, I'm I'm not even gonna do I'm not gonna do this no more because I can't get anything going. Uh, and then one day. Uh, this Bridgen who had gave me a CD, and I used to rap over these beats. Uh, my friend was like, he said he was going to his house, and I was like, word, I've been calling that dude to try to go over there and do some songs for, for a long time. you know. He ain't hit me up, you going over there? He was like, yeah, all right, cool, let's go over there. So I went over, you know, this is before, because I didn't have no studio, didn't know how to record myself, you know, it was still early in the game for me, just figuring it out. Uh, went to the dude's crib Nick the graduate and you know he put some beats on and he was like let's record a song. So I went into the booth spit one time. He put the beat on I spit one time through the whole thing the hook, the verse, the hook, the verse and that those vocals that we did that day became the first song of the first Illuminati Congo album.
0: Mm -hmm. There
1: was we didn't re-record it. We didn't do any. Uh, we we mixed it and maybe added some vocals to it to make it stronger. But it was the same take, one take wonder all the way through.
0: Mhm. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first album. By now, how many albums have you done? Do you even know?
1: Like twenty. Uh uh-huh. Like twenty. But not all with with him. You know, we did our first three albums together, me and the Bred Nick, the Graduate. But he moved. His name, graduate. I thought it meant, you know, graduate from school. I realized it mean gradual, cause he's really slow. <laughs> so it it, <laughs> it took him a long time to get music done. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's really solid. The music we do together is very thought thought through, mm-hmm. and uh, we we put a lot of time into getting it to sound in a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, but once I started to break away from that and just do, do as much as I can
0: musically, you know, I, I just let loose. Mm-hmm. So it's, is it hip hop or reggae or both combined? I say
1: it's hip hop, but since I'm a roster and influenced by reggae so much, you feel the reggae influence there. And there might be a couple songs that's definitely like reggae beat, but, uh, you know, my delivery is always 97% hip-hop, so. Mm
0: Mm-hmm, nice. What I like about your songs is that you touch topics that no one else will touch in the hip-hop community, uh, you know. Uh, you'll have a song about Kalima, or a song about crystals and naturality and yogic practices. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your subject matter and how you're trying to share your own personal knowledge to the masses.
1: Well, I... The things I think about, I like to rap about. Mm-hmm. The things The uh, things that I think would be valuable for me to hear, repeat it. In my in my consciousness, because that's what people do. You put on people will listen to music, then they listen to it again, then they listen to it again, if they like the song, and if it and if it's just saying I'm this cool and I got this and I could do that and da da da. It's like what what's the purpose of that? Right. There's no. There's the purpose for me is I can enjoy that that stuff sometimes but uh, it's lacking what my main priority and focus is in life. And if we can use our voice to say something, to fix our words, to, to paint certain pictures and ideas for people, I think uh, we might as well paint the, paint the ideas that, that can help bring the most uh, value to people.
0: Right, because there's a lot of programming in music, and we're definitely being programmed left and right in our society, and a lot of it is uh, very materialistic. Um, how do you observe the current state of hip hop these days?
1: Well, it's hip hop is, is 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 always great, and it'll always be great. But the issue is the outlets that we have to to it tend to. Uh, curated in a certain way. And they do it uh, you know with with certain agendas in mind. Mm-hmm. And so hip hop is being curated by people with agendas in mind. And it's not uh, it's not hip hop's fault because you could go anywhere and find dope hip hop. You could go anywhere and find the real. Uh, but what's being broadcasted what's being marketed put into most people's either first on the mainstream radio that you get that if you turn on your car and hear the radio in there there's only a certain type of songs that will ever come on in there unless you hit the college station and then uh you know you go on to spotify they're they're gonna play some what what they think is con- what they call conscious music on on Spotify conscious hip hop uh really is is lacking uh they they haven't got they don't understand the wave yet over there on some of these algorithms uh and so it's just kept from the forefront the the real dope stuff mhm
0: are you satisfied with the amount of people that you reach on Spotify or on your outlets?
1: Yeah, I, I'm satisfied that it keeps growing. And uh, I, I don't like when it gets, you know, a little, sometimes I get shadow banned. Uh, I don't like that, that could be bothersome. But as far as uh, the growth of my network, it's gro- growing pretty well. And like, I can't complain. Mm -hmm. it would be great to have a million it would it would do wonders for my bank account and for you know for for whatever but i really like being able to form relationships with people i like being able to not be famous i don't want to be famous i really don't i think about what it would mean to to not be able to go somewhere and just, you know, in, enjoy yourself privately. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't like that. I, I like where I'm at.
0: Right. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice middle point where you can share your expression but not be too disturbed in your own mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. Um so in the whole influence of reggae, uh, we were talking about it before, but uh, you got to do a song with Lee Scratch Perry, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how that came to happen.
1: Well, that was, it was a mystic experience because uh, me and my brethren, who I was telling you about before, Nick the Graduate, for those first three albums, we would always ask ourselves like, I, well, we have the ability, to reach out and ask people if they want to get down with us on the album, and so we would always reach out to our favorite artists, and we were working on one on an album, and we was like, well, who do we who do we want to put on this? Who who can we reach out to? And I was like, man, of all the people I I could think of, I wanted to build with Lee Scratch Perry. I mean, the, the dude, he the shaman, you know, he the the dub shaman of the game. So uh, we reached out to him because my friend, he was like, yeah, we got to connect. Uh, But when we hit it, hit up the connect, he was like, nah, he's not in town. He's not going to be in town for a while. And that's the only way we could get it done is when he's at this studio. And so we was like, okay, we just had to accept that. But then about a month, month and a half later, I'm just laying, I'm asleep, go sleep. I see Lee Scratch Perry in the dream. Uh, He chooses to do the song. He starts doing these lyrics over it and it feels like it's real to me. So I get up the next day and I call my producer friend immediately, I'm like, yo, Homie, call your boy and see if Lee Scratch Perry is available because I just had a dream with him over the beat chanting this these verses and I, I'm pretty sure he's about to do it. And he was like, okay, but I don't know. And he sent it and that, later that day the message was returned like, yo, he's in town and he's going to be able to do it. We got the lyrics back like in two days. And he was on there saying the same thing I heard in a dream. Like I told my friend what he said in, in the dream mm. before we even got anything from Dude. Mm-hmm. And he could still confirm this. We could call Graduate right now. We could call him up right now. He'd mm. be like, yep, yep.
0: That's so cool, man. Uh Rest in peace, Lee Scratch Perry, yeah. who just passed like what? Three or four months months ago? Yeah. 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 Special Madman. So, other than uh, music, you're a person who's really into the world of of crypto. Um, How do you observe uh, cryptocurrency? Like, do you think it's something to break away from (coughs) a centralized control of bankers who've been kind of like creating some kind of structure the last 500 years? are they allowing us to do this for a little bit before they stomp it out? Um, how do you observe what's going on right now? Uh,
1: well, there is a great potential in blockchain cryptocurrency technology to uh, help those disenfranchised from uh Financial services and those that are unbanked in many parts of the world to to be able to tap in uh, to be able to have a bank mm-hmm. and f- so for just just to be able to make transactions it's it's helping for that but decentralized DeFi decentralized finance uh, it can't be stopped uh, by uh, By any agencies or governments, because it's it's outside of their uh, their authority. Mm. So anyone can use a VPS or VPN to uh, privately get on the internet and and do whatever banking they need to do if uh, if their country. Or their state isn't allowing certain things to happen you know crypto allows it allows us to basically do the same thing that the federal reserve has been doing to us but we can do it and not do it to anybody you're not doing it to basically you're sort of doing it right back to the u.s dollar that that's who you because that is who's gonna lose through through its inflation uh That's who's going to lose the most, the U.S. dollar. And so that's why uh, governments are scared. You've seen uh, Hillary Clinton and a lot of these people recently have been speaking about how dangerous cryptocurrency can be and, and that it can
0: destabilize
1: economies. And it's just not so, that they
0: haven't been working hard at it already <laughs>
1: right that's that's the weirdest thing that they would fix their mouth to say things like that and think that people aren't keen enough to understand that those politicians are the ones who've been effing up people's society effing up their economies and their financial systems with their uh, World Bank loans uh, and basically taking people's countries and resources from just to print, print out some fake currencies. Mm-hmm. And uh, crypto's helping solve that. Crypto's helping solve that in El Salvador. Mm. Uh, Venezuela is about to do it. They're, they're using uh, crypto to, to beat some of these issues that they've been coming up with. And eventually, it will be, uh, it will be something that that helps many individuals and nations. But it is also used for contact tracing. It's also used for social credit. It's also used for uh, many detrimental and authoritarian aspects so knowing how to navigate the space is going to be important knowing how to not just react Mm -hmm. and say no no crypto or yeah everything crypto yeah it's like it's neither of that there's Mm -hmm. some cryptos that are good that you can benefit from there's some cryptos that and, and institutions connected to them that will will be using them f- to further control people
0: mm-hmm. well let's hope that this whole uh, crypto thing that's popped out the last couple of years and that era is getting more into <coughs> is actual uh redistribution of wealth going back towards the people mm-hmm. who have lost so much especially this last couple of years with all the you know pandemic mm-hmm. situation Um, You also collect uh, NFTs and you actually seem to be very into the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, there's a lot of people who doubt uh, the intentions perhaps behind the metaverse. The metaverse is just a metaverse. It's Mm -hmm. a place we can have fun with it and we can go on with our lives. Or it could be a place where, um, you know, the people who are mentally enslaved will find some degree of happiness to parallel their lives of, you know, uh lack of freedom or whatnot Mm -hmm. but you seem into it tell me what your perspective is on on this
1: yeah it's more so i'm 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 ready to transmute and alchemize whatever's happening so a metaverse experience is happening well before facebook announced meta i was already uh playing with sandbox Playing with decentralized mana, uh, crypto voxels. Uh, it's a whole bunch of other little uh, metaverse platforms. But before any of that on Web3 that we're talking about now, most people have played a video game. Most people have been. In a video game universe, but it's just you know this is how far the screen is, or the screen is over there. Like I made a post the other day, and I said the the reason you don't think you're in the metaverse right now is because of the distance between your phone and your face, and so that's that's really the only difference. The so when your phone is like this then that's when you're going to think you're in the metaverse. But while it's like this, you don't think you're in the metaverse. It's like, come on now. We already there. We're all on the screens. Like and anyone watching this is on a screen right now. They're in a, in a different universe, in a different metaverse, a fake universe that's like trying to portray what's happening here mm-hmm. to, to the time that they're watching it. So there, this is a an, a simulation. This is an artificial experience happening right now. Uh, so my, my goal is to, with the way I'm speaking and thinking about it, is that we can once again diffuse the fear and anyone who has good ideas that could be helpful to bring to a metaverse, that they could bring it there. Uh, Facebook isn't the only metaverse and it's really going to be, uh, it seems like what they're doing is definitely, uh, an attempt to monopolize people into a certain metaverse. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, that isn't web (laughs) 3.0. What they're doing isn't web 3.0. It's not decentralized finance. Uh, and that isn't the experience that, uh, that I'm really uh, telling people to immerse themselves in. But if you're already online, if you're already participating in something, you might as well bring the best awareness you can to that.
0: Right, we can still bring medicine to any corner of reality, may it be artificial or real, like let's infiltrate these places and transform it into the world we want to see. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it spills out to all corners of reality. And it
1: it is mind. Everything is mind. Thoughts are things. So this, this here is a thing, but it came from a thought. Mm -hmm. So the underlying thing of this is a thought. The underlying essence of all things our thoughts in the metaverse whatever it's it's thought it's mind so that's the one substance that everything is made out of mind Mm -hmm. just a just an infinite imagination and you have different thinkers who are thinking different things and bringing things into fruition and so if you have a bunch of fearful thinkers in the metaverse that's what you're going to get a bunch of
0: fear stuff coming back we create what we put uh, int- uh, focus on. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep on bringing beautiful things into this new metaverse. Uh, uh, and NFTs is what would fit in that metaverse. Things for people to put on their virtual walls and um, And you collect some NFTs, Mm -hmm. Uh, you've made some NFTs, Mm -hmm. you got a coin. We're about to launch an NFT. Hopefully by the time this video comes out in a few months, Mm -hmm. we'll have our own uh, vinyl uh, offering for that. Uh, Why do you like NFTs?
1: Uh, NFTs are dope because people, artists can, uh, they don't need an appraiser. They don't need no central body to tell them what their art is worth. They don't even need a physical piece of real estate to display their art. They could just display it anywhere online. There's places, there's apps where you can display your art anywhere out here in the real world, and people just open a phone, and they could see your art just sitting there. We could put we could put some right here. Matter of fact, we're gonna put something right in front of the building, a big Chris Dyer piece, mm-hmm. so that anyone who comes into super world the metaverse is or it's actually augmented reality they'll be able to see a big mural just floating in the meta. i i think it's cool that we're going to be able to use our art in different ways that we'll be able to and and nfts isn't just art nft is your own avatar that goes into the uh metaverse you know, you want that to secure your rights to something.
0: You bought a horse, right?
1: Yeah, I have a horse. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so like, what do you do mm, with
0: this crypto horse? It or... races. It races other horses. Okay. And, so there's games inside And it there. can
1: breed. And it can oh, wow. breed with other horses to, to make another, other horses that do, might have uh, the com-
0: combination of traits. Wow. It's so interesting mm-hmm. now this is a little bit of a more difficult question but it's something that as somebody who's releasing a bunch of nfts uh it's something that you know i, I need to observe more uh, what do you think are the environmental ramifications of crypto and nfts
1: uh...
0: some people say that it uses a lot of energy and that it's uh, bad for gas gas consumptions or people say that no that's just a theory and that uh the Babylon system is putting focus on that mm-hmm. to make us feel guilty from empowering ourselves.
1: Yeah, uh, NFTs, some use hardly anything. Like Phantasma, Soul Blockchain, Tezos, HBAR, uh, Solana, Matic, Polygon, Avalanche, all these blockchains. It, it's hardly any energy to make an NFT on, on most blockchains. But then on Ethereum, it costs, uh, Ethereum gas prices, Ethereum mining, it's the, it's the mining in the gas prices that people are saying uh, is, is the energy and this energy is about the size of a small country for the whole Ethereum network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the amount of people being empowered by that is more than a whole country. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's like it's irrelevant. It, it's more than a whole country. Okay. So you're going to tell us we can't use energy to empower a uh, A global network that can support artists that could support uh, a new financial system that allows the unbanked to be banked
0: right Uh, i guess the question is what are we doing with this money that we're making are we use it for more uh materialistic superficial things that are not good for a planet or are we buying land and creating community to help us make a better world well that's
1: the that is the determination of each artist and And I trust art, I trust people and artists enough that their creativity is going to lead them, guide them to utilize their resources in the best way. Because for some people it may just be they need to feed their family. For some people it may be they need to buy a home for their mom. For some people it may be uh, they just want a Rolex. Who am I to say that, that they don't need their Rolex for their greater evolution? You know, who, that might lead, help them somehow. I don't know. So my goal, yeah, is earthships, sustainable villages, being able to share these community works with uh, with those who aren't exposed to such types of things that much for free. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do with some of the resources but all of these are lofty lofty goals and they take they take time and uh, and they take will so if people don't have the will to do that you got to let them follow the whatever will they have until they have the will that that's part of that that building heaven on earth plan we are we all going to come to that eventually
0: Mm-hmm. It might it's sound inevitable. a little
1: r- religious or idealistic, but uh, the same reason why life started in the first place uh, is the reason why we're going to come to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, yeah, you, you're going to, well, you're in Chicago right now after a lifetime there, and you were telling me you're going to move to New Mexico. Probably, to, yeah. Try to find some land.
1: That's where I'm looking. That's where I'm looking to set this up. So, uh, Northern New Mexico and Taos. At first I was thinking Colorado in Crestone region, but Colorado's been losing losing their battle against liberty. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Losing the battle of liberty. Uh, You know, they have... I don't know which way they're gonna go as far as uh, standing up for we the people's rights. Or, or not, but in New Mexico, it seems that uh, we'll, we'll still be able to, uh, to assert our, our so- sovereign will as, as a free and living being.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. I didn't even know that New Mexico was, was on that vibe, and it's a beautiful place. Yeah. How do you observe the situation of the world right now? uh there's many things happening but definitely it's been a couple interesting years and right now we're facing options that if you don't do a certain thing you're anti this you're anti that Mm -hmm. Uh, are you anti anything or what's your vibe and how do you observe what's going on
1: andy andy i'm not andy i'm not my name's not andy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) anti no no i uh I'm not anti for anything. Whoever need to do what they want to do, go do it as long as you ain't hurting nobody. But here's the thing. Others are gonna try to tell you that your decision that you make for yourself is hurting them. And that's when, that's when you gotta cut them type of people off. Because There, life isn't a thing where you can try and tell the next person how to live because they're threatening you by the way that they're living. That is, uh, th- that's how the manipulation has been spread in this situation by getting kind people, compassionate people to think that they are doing something wrong by just listening to their own body. Uh I <clears throat> I think the situation in the world is is a good situation. Not that people are hurting. Not that there's suffering going on. I don't like I don't like any of that. Of course. But Things always have to change. People have to. They have to come to grips with what and who they are. And a lot of people just had to come to grips with they they want to trust. You know, the big, big brother. They, they need to trust the authority. They they need to. They need the security of having someone they can believe. And they they chose the science. Uh, The science of big pharma. The science of mainstream media. But the science of, of life It's, it's beyond this, uh, it's beyond this choice of take this, don't take this, wear this mask, don't wear this mask. Those things have, have nothing to do with health. Health comes from the heart. Health comes from our habits. Health comes from our thoughts. It, it seems like a big charade has been put over people. We were talking earlier about it's like the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like the Wizard of Oz has uh, gotten everyone to believe in its, in its power. Mm-hmm. In the power of its big pharma. In the power of its science to tell people what's happening. But how many inconsistencies and in back and
0: forth Tons. words? this whole time there's like red flags all over the place i think we got the right to step back and observe a little bit and simply do nothing and protect your vibration the way that you prefer especially if you're of a specific uh, spiritual path like yourself or i Mm -hmm. i work constantly on my immune system through purges Mm -hmm. that are not fun at all Mm -hmm. but that's what makes my body vibrate health, mm-hmm. and that's my way. And I wish it was more respected and didn't have to lose all my rights. I don't like this control over myself.
1: But, but there, people will make you out to seem like you lack compassion, that you lack uh, care for others, because you won't just take a shot. But then they'll come out and say that the shot was found to not be affected. They've, they've said that people who didn't get the shot have more immunity, have stronger natural immunity than those who have. There's so many different reports out. Mm-hmm. I like, and I don't even, the reason a lot of what I'm saying right here <laughs> is is like, it's sort of scattered because the whole situation is very scattered. Uh, you can't say anything about the situation without a link being put under your post mm-hmm. by some other institution connected to this institution. So you know they're in cahoots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're we're all getting this the mainstream download. Everyone. Everyone gets it. You get it from billboards. You get it from the TV. You get it from your friends and the the neighbors. Even just the biggest advertisement is seeing the masks on everywhere. That's the biggest advertisement. They've turned every single person who walks around into a walking billboard for stay safe, stay safe, listen to Big Pharma, listen to the media, follow. Like, everyone is, a, is that type of advertisement now. <clears throat> and you can't, you can't check for independent media. I don't even want to have conversations about this with people because they haven't done any research outside of CNN, CBS, uh, medical journals that are funded by Big Pharma, that's where all the research, all their research, they won't step outside of that. So how could we have a conversation? All it's going to be is me sounding like blah, 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 blah. No, I don't want a shot. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like needles. But that's right. all it's going to sound like to them Right. because they're not going to do research.
0: But also people being conditioned that if you do choose to go to the other side, automatically, you're some kind of right wing, Trump supporting nuts. It's like they've already thrown labels at us now. You're anti this, mm-hmm. anti that. And it just closes off people's uh, openness to just hear a different side of the equation and mm-hmm. have a two sided conversation.
1: Mm hmm. And there's been, there's been no real debates. You you've never seen on on TV, on not on Fox not on ABC not on any of them you're not going to see the scientists who are not for it having a
0: real debate with the scientists who are for it they right. won't they won't put that on TV for no them. that's the most criminal that we can't have that conversation and and see it from different points of views
1: so science isn't science no more it's scientism and and that's why I don't like yeah we we started talking about it but the thing is <clears throat> it don't matter because whoever's watching this if they did independent research they know that we have our reasons to not f with the big pharma agenda but if they haven't done any independent research well they'll just be confused and it's just going to be more rambles, r- more rambling. So it's like I've gotten to a point where well, I don't even like talking about it to nobody because if you know, you know. And if you don't,
0: you don't. But you don't feel like a, a little bit of a want or responsibility to try to wake up the people a little bit from a direction that's not only the, the medical stuff trying to be put inside us, but the whole system of control around it for me that's the worst part. I do. The passports I'm... and limitations to our freedoms. Yeah, it's
1: different on different days. Some days I'm just like I got to say I got out cuz it's like I'll see something that's the the most foolish statement or the or just a couple of instances that that spark me to I just have to say something. But Usually I'm, I'm doing my best to stay away from it now because everybody got their everybody got their shots already. That everyone who wanted to get them, they got them. Yeah. Y'all y'all good now. Right. So just carry on. Right. Carry on. Let and let us carry on. But that's the thing. Cats don't want you to carry on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And then there's the censorship, you know? When you do wanna share the other side of the point of view of how we observe the situation, then you get shadow banned. Mm -hmm. And then the medicine that us as artists wanna share to our communities, Can't reach the people anymore and if we lose this ability to uplift them in any way we can Mm -hmm. that's the biggest disservice i can do to anybody Mm -hmm. it's a tricky situation for me at least
1: it is that's that's why you know i'm i'm shadow banned now on instagram and i didn't even say nothing for for months Mm. so to me it's uh they're gonna play the game with they're gonna play the censorship game out of nowhere, just randomly, uh, we just have to do our best to to find as many avenues to serve the medicine as we can. Cause Instagram, Facebook, they they' falling apart, really. They're compromised. Mm-hmm.
0: So it seems like you know in this. Current stage we're at, you know, December 2021. It's it's all about the boosters, and uh, I think it's almost like a good thing because a lot of people are being like, "What third shot, fourth shot? Is this a Netflix subscription?" People are starting to question it more and be like, "Okay, well, if it didn't work, why are we still doing this, and why are we like pushing this other, you know, minority down?" Um, maybe it's a good thing that they're being so forceful about all this stuff because people are just almost like forced to wake up uh are you optimistic that we can get out of this uh wizard of oz uh, mirage yeah yeah i
1: mean i falsehood can only last for so long it can, it, it's it's not forever truth is forever uh so Ah, the people the people who are manipulating they only do that out of fear and fear isn't a foundation the people who are being manipulated they're only being manipulated because they're in fear and that's not a foundation and anything that's not a foundation it can't stand so Yeah, it's going to fall, it's going to fall apart. The the issue is it's just going to be a lot of people with uh, compromised cellular uh, structures.
0: Mm. Um, I was having a spiritual conversation at, uh, at a ceremony last week, and when he was in ceremony, he was able to see things from a higher perspective from the people... And power, who are kind of like, you know, puppet mastering this whole situation, which seems to be a way to bring down the populations of the earth that got out of control. Um, so, in a way, you could even observe it that these people behind the curtains uh, are doing out of some kind of like good intention to make sure that planet earth doesn't get crashed because we just went nuts in our amount of people and the amount of resources we're using. And everything has good and bad. There's mm-hmm. no like one person or group of people that's all bad and one that's all good. So there must be good in them too. What do you think? Do you think maybe it's for the greatest good of humanity to, if maybe some of us are cut off from the planet? Now the, the, the evil part is who gets to decide that, right? Like that's the part that no way could be like, well, who gets
1: uh, to choose no I don't, I don't think uh, it I don't even think it's overpopulated uh, I just think it's mismanaged
0: hmm
1: and the people who who want to uh, you know people who want to do that they ought to be the first ones to take themselves out hmm anyone who thinks it's overpopulated you know just you know, either cut off your own genitals or, or kill yourself. That's how I feel. If you think it's overpopulated, peace.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? You could be Don't you, have kids. You be the one to leave. Right. You don't have don't don't volunteer anyone else. Right. Volunteer yourself. That's,
0: <laughs> right. Well, thanks for that point of view. Um <laughs> I agree with it, yeah. you know. But I'm trying to observe the equation from every single angle yeah. and try yeah, to people, see the goodness behind it. Well,
1: well, I know people are the the decisions that people are coming up with is they're coming up with them based on they they think they're the best decisions. They think they're they're making up uh, ideas that can help. Uh, no one, I don't think that anyone is just out here wanting to make anyone suffer unless they're really deeply traumatized and and are out there you know psychotic in the world and there could be some psychotic leaders or or maybe there there's a group of people who have a psychotic uh theme to their uh to what they have going on but for the most part, I think, yeah, people think they're making good decisions. Politicians and, you know, philanthropists and all these people, they think they, they smart. But they're just really so cut off from their heart and from reality because of, well, I, I don't know why, but, you know, money could do that. Money could cut you off from reality Mm -hmm. If you ain't, you can't walk these streets. Like Bill Gates, he can't, he can't just walk this street right here. He's lost his freedom. He can't, come walk right, come walk right here right now, Bill Gates, and I will whoop your ass. (laughs) Like he cannot walk, that's what I'm saying. Like people throw a pie at this. He can't do that.
0: Mm, Totally. When we met in 2016, (laughs) you gave me a book that you wrote about a Hindu branch mm. that was about the death and celebration I don't know if negativity but the of urban darkness aghori. what what what's the what's that that's called the, the urban
1: aghori the book is urban aghori and, uh-huh. and the the group is aghori yeah
0: tell me a little bit of that uh, that expression of spirituality, well, which I, would be the, the expression of spirituality that would would probably Bill Gates ass <laughs> if yeah. he showed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Bill, Bill Gates. I mean, he just he'd be he on he'd be on some build, on some Bill shit. But
0: <laughs> uh, I feel bad for him. Yeah. You know, he's a poster boy that we can identify, but truly mm-hmm. the true evil is probably behind him, and
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I'm i am I'm a, I'm gonna leave them out of it. But yeah, Aghori Aghori is no fear. Aghora means no fear. So there's nothing you have to fear in love. Love, perfect love, cast casteth out all fear. Cast that away. So that's a that's a verse from the Bible. Uh, so Aghori are people who will go to the things that are feared. Mm they'll go to things that are feared the most and then they'll do rituals mm-hmm. so like a dead body see a I dead
0: drink b- blood out of a skull something like that right well yeah
1: if you see a dead body floating in the river ganges they will pull it out set it down uh cook it cook the body eat it Wow. Sit on it uh, for twelve days, meditate, and do, sit on it. Yeah, sit on the body and do their yoga on the dead body for twelve days.
0: Isn't that dangerous? Like all the, you know, decomposing.
1: It's as dangerous, if the mind is in a place where it thinks it's dangerous. Mm. But if the mind is able to go to the place where it knows that this, 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 everything is the one, then it's not dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so that's why at will they'll take cyanide drugs. They'll take arsenic, all types of drugs mixed with, Weed mixed with, they'll even build their pipe. When they f- make their pipes, they'll even make it out of poisons, mercuries and stuff. And
0: wow, just.
1: And that's f- true love. And to do something that
0: would hurt them, it's not hurting them, because the love transcended it. Because they're not afraid. Wow. Uh, and
1: but some get hurt. Some get hurt because they were afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in urban agory, here we have a bunch of garbage in in the world. In the cities, we got the chemtrails, we got the five G, we got all of the, we we got the mutant variant of of the injections hopping out of people, hopping around, you know what I'm saying? Like biotechnology, here's something that's important. So say, you know, by, say a, a, a piece of information, DNA, RNA information, which people call virus, floats through the atmosphere and passes through my eye or my nose or my mouth and then goes into my body two parts of my immune system get that the adaptive immune system and the innate immune system the adaptive is the one that anything that comes through it is going to adapt and create a little something energy with the body so that it understands it it's going to Give it its own signature so that the body can understand it. The innate one is inside deeper. And if you inject something into a person, it bypasses the adaptive, that part of you that responds and just goes straight up in. And and when you do that, and then you be all, and you be out in the world, but you only got your innate system, the immune boosted through the shot. Then any other thing that is floating out in the environment, come through your eye, your nose, your skin, your, your breath. It could cause an issue again because your adaptive immune system didn't get it. And that's what's out here happening uh, with a lot of people is that their adaptive immune system doesn't get hardly anything because they're, they're always killing everything or, or sterilizing it all out. And they've, they've prevented themselves from, from being able to, uh, their immune system to respond naturally to what's happening. They only have half of their immune system working. But when that happens, the little chemicals that are inside the people that they got shot up with, they bounce around and it could come to a body like mine. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is a lab made chemical at this point. If the thing in Wuhan, the thing they said in Wuhan, we don't know. Maybe it was lab made. What? Where it started, we don't know. But once it was put in a vial and then shot into somebody's body, we know it's man-made then. We know that. We know that this is coming straight out of the laboratory, that this isn't something just in, in the natural environment. So we're having these synthetic, mixed with the Wuhan shit popping all around. Now, when it comes to someone who hasn't been vaccinated, they can take it in and their body will process the information of these toxins and then begin to produce medicine in your own body to get it out. It'll Mm. produce it in the urine, it'll produce it in your phlegm, in your tears. And, you know, that's, and there's ways to use your urine successfully uh, to to purge. Uh, but that, that's one thing that I'm, uh, that I'm noticing is that there, there's a synthetic version of the virus popping around now, uh, which is the mutant version from what's been injected in people, and it's a few of them, because remember, people got injected with four different types of things, and then those people stuff mingles with each other's, and then the AstraZeneca mingles with the Moderna, the Moderna's mingling with the Pfizer, the Pfizer with the J&J, and then the Russia, we don't even know what the Russia one is, Mingling over, like, them things is all mingling.
0: Mm. And And something new is coming up.
1: There's new stuff coming up.
0: And And they blame us on us who didn't do anything.
1: (laughs) Right. But your body can actually, is the best protector of any of them because it has
0: all the information of all of them. Mm -hmm. So So I guess being exposed to... Uh, my ex-wife, for example, she doesn't even want to, like, get close to people who are being uh, injected because she gets affected. Like, she'll get kind of sick when somebody is freshly injected mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to deal with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm one love with everybody, so I hug everybody and, and I don't care. But maybe some of that gets into me. But you're telling me that's actually good because it's more gently teaching my body how to assimilate it and make the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Um on on a different surface
1: yeah we're not going to be able to get away from it there's no getting away from it now Mm -hmm. there's no way Uh, our body needs to process the information but as long as your adaptive part of your immune system gets it as well and it's not just forced past that into your bloodstream then uh, then you're good
0: well I hope that uh, the systems that be can learn to respect us, who want to stay pure, um, you know, not treat us as criminals. I don't think that's correct. Um, are you optimistic about the future of humanity, despite the hurdles we got in front of us right now? Oh yeah,
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah. I I think everyone, everyone came to this earth like there's a whole bunch of people here right now. How many? Folk, Eight billion. I think we're getting to eight billion, yeah. And so I think all of the people who ever been on earth, all of the souls who ever been on earth in the past have all returned for now, for this time. Uh, it's like the season
0: finale of humanity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's it's just so that we can uh we can enchant this situation and move to move to our next route I had to say uh yeah I'm I'm optimistic because I go places and I see coconut water in stores on more and more I go places and I see people like community serving more and more in like plots of land, community fridges, uh, edible gardens, like free community, edible gardens, more and more that I, I travel around, I see these things. And I see in contact people who are making sustainable communities uh, all around the world, people with new visions, new inventions, uh, new contributions to to the world and it it does seem like there's there's this great potential for For building a heaven on earth type of thing. And I've been speaking with you about this. Sometimes the ideal. I don't want to sound so idealistic. uh, That. uh, It could just all be peace on earth forever. Like that's not necessarily what I'm speaking about. It's more so. I'm I'm noticing people want to contribute, love. They want to make things healthier and contribute to a more healthy society physically, mentally. Uh, So it, it does seem optimistic to me. I could focus on things that would make it not seem optimistic to me, but... Love always goes so much further than, than any, anything resisting that.
0: Well, I really like all these uh, points of views that (laughs) you have. And that's why I also like really enjoy your, your Instagram. And I hope it, uh, your message keeps on reaching the people one way or another. Uh, Would you have some like final words for our our listeners today? Final words?
1: (laughs) Uh... Just the final words is that none of the words that I ever say do I consider as truth. Uh, I don't consider the words that I say as like really knowing. Uh, They're more so just attempts to to communicate uh, just like art. Mm -hmm. Just like someone would do on on these strokes, just like you did on this, you're just attempting to communicate. I had to make sure it was your mm-hmm. uh, you communicating through this. But what's what is the fact? What is the facts of this? What is the truth of it? There's that's so up to. Up to you up to each viewer to to find the facts and the truth of the, and the meaning of, mm-hmm. of what they observe uh, so i don't i'll don't never can never present my words and anything i say as truth. it's just another picture
0: right it's a perspective it's your story it's your own personal truth you're sharing that's, that's all and people can reflect on it and see if it matches their truth or not. Yeah, And that's how we figure out this three-dimensional reality. Yeah, like this painting, for me to say it's the truth, is like, in this physical reality, those beings don't exist. Right. But in my own inner world of imagination and allegorical stories, this means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our archetypes of reality and a general direction. Mm-hmm. I want the boat of humanity to go towards. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should be allowed to tell our stories uh, from our inner verse. Uh, Definitely. So we can create beauty on this physical world, too.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: And I think you're doing that through your, your music, your words, your books. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate what you do, man.
1: Thank you, brother.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me. Woo! Blessings! Uh, Blessings to you, too, my faithful viewer who tunes in to every episode of Chris Dyer's Creative Friends. Please like, subscribe, share, comment. Please, if anything of this interview was interesting to you, please leave us your thoughts so we can keep on this interesting conversation. And I'll see you next time. Blessings! Woo! Yes, I. (laughs) next episode my guest will be isabel mariposa galactica i don't really think too far into the future i just focus on the moment and i think
1: if we live in the moment and we we live with love in each moment and and we try to like just be mindful in each moment i think that can be
0: joyful there's so much craziness but that's why it's like not to spiritually bypass it all because you know do our part and what we can but not be in a state of anxiety and fear i think that just being in the love and and just living each moment really so please make sure to subscribe like comment and share big thanks and see you next episode